I've been busy more recently with, uh, I'm in assisted living, of course, as you guys know, uh, really doing a lot of things there with bigger size facilities. We're doing like 16 beds and up is what we're looking at. So not the smaller, like residential home-based assisted living stuff. I'm not doing that stuff anymore. This show is sponsored by Hive Mind CRM. It is more than just a CRM. It is a real estate and business mastermind that comes with an all-in-one CRM. You can have unlimited websites and users. You can call, text, RVM, and email all-in-one user interface. And you can set up custom automations for any type and multiple businesses. 65% of companies start using a CRM system within the first five years of business. Once implemented, the HiveMind will save you on marketing, give you more time, and make more money. One of our users has had his first $100,000 month using our system in June. We want to see you automate and accelerate your business. Text us at 210-972-1842 for future meetings. And of course, to get our $1 course on how to make more than six figures on one land deal. You can schedule your free demo today at hivemindcrm.io. Well, uh, as far as the assisted living goes, are you still looking for those types of facilities right now? Are you are you pressing pause on buying? Are you looking for creative opportunities? What can we do to help you find something that that you're interested in? Yeah, I am. I am not p- pushing pause. In fact, I'm hoping to push fast forward. Um, I'm I am in acquisition mode. I am looking at facilities on a daily basis. I'm putting in offers on a daily basis. Um, creative would be awesome. Um, I put in a creative offer actually last week on a, on a 42 bed facility here in San Antonio. Um, we'll wait and see what happens with that one. But our, our business model is focused around mid-sized facilities. So typically between 50 and 50 beds is what we're looking at. Um, we believe we can provide a a more hands-on person-centered, higher quality of care in that setting, as opposed to, you know, a more institutionalized, bigger facility feel. We're not about that. We, we prefer that home feeling for our residents and their families, honestly. Um, we're also doing, it's like a holistic type of care where we're providing organic food, where we're helping people live more functional type of medicine. Um, it's a whole thing we're, we're trying to grow right now and we're trying to build a fund around it. And there's lots of opportunities there. Um, the senior care business has a lot of ancillary businesses that can also be tied to it, which we're exploring options to grow those businesses too. So we, I grew up, my partners and I, we grew up doing assisted living. We've, you know, when I was 10 years old, my parents bought their first assisted living and I grew up around seniors and we grew up in the home and this is like normal for us. So this is us. This is what we do. We do assisted living. It's a family business. We're going to always do assisted living, uh, but we are definitely not pushing pause. We're looking all over San Antonio, all over uh, looking to acquire and add to our portfolio. Did you say 15 to 50? 15 to 50. Yeah. Okay. okay. I just want to clarify that because I heard 50 to 50 and I'm like, you meant 15. Let me double check that. 15. Yeah. 15 beds between 15 and 50. Um, and we prefer all of our facilities to have private bedrooms. 
we're not double occupancy. We're not doing any of that stuff. It's all private bedrooms. Have you done any conversions? And I, it seems like it's not your model anymore because you're looking for. It looks like there's like you like a medium range. You're not looking for like institutional stuff. Or you're not looking for like little conversion house conversions. Looking for that middle right. ground. Yeah, um, we're looking for that because we're when when you're talking about that particular bed count, um, there are certain restrictions in terms of zoning. Okay. that have to be in place. So we're, we're typically talking about multifamily or commercial zoning. We're talking about access to uh, public water generally because we're needing high uh, capacity for fire suppression. You know, there's lots of, lots of little things that go in there. Uh, assisted living is a great business to be in. Beside the fact that we're helping people and we're supporting people and we're providing um, assistance to a lot of people, we are also... Um, able to do great returns for investors yeah. right so it's got a high bar barrier of entry yeah you know i'll be honest it's not it's not an easy business to get into it's very operational intensive but because of that we feel like the that high barrier of entry does two things it makes it hard for people to get into and it makes it so that there's less, less competition right there is lots of competition just like every business has lots of competition yeah. But that higher barrier of entry makes it good for us because having been in this business for such a long time, we're able to leverage some of our experience. One, one of the things I really love about this is it's a generational. That's it's so crazy because like a lot of people, I mean, I'm coming, this is my first, I'm coming into this myself new. So it's kind of cool that you're generational into it. Uh, what's your expectation as far as the fund? I know you're very preliminary on it. Um, is your fund trying to launch in the next 12 months, 16 months? Like what's the parameters of somebody who's listening to this in the future and like wants to eventually dive into a fund with you in the future. Yeah. So we're, we're, uh, Q2 in 2023 and we're hoping to be operational by the end of the year. That's so our goal. How much, how much opportunity is there as far as like, is this living anyway? Because I know there's a lot of apartments, I guess I really don't see it. So I don't know how much it is, how much opportunity it is. Cause I know me and Anthony were talking about this earlier is that some funds have, um, not enough deal opportunities. Is this like a really prevalent space that needs a lot of, uh, growth. Yeah. I mean, I've got, uh, I'm in San Antonio. I've got three deals on my radar right now. Um, and that's not to mention, a, a, you know, a short drive to Austin or a drive yeah. to Houston. Um, I looked at a deal a couple of months ago in Houston that was a portfolio of three facilities in, in one in one deal. The, these are great um, deals. It just depends on, you know, how we structure the, the negotiations and all of that. Yeah. Is there a lot of opportunity? There's a lot of opportunity in the 15 to 50 bed space because when you're to get into that, if you're coming from the smaller side of the market, it's hard to do that jump into that size of facility, right? You're typically operating a home type assisted living, a residential type assisted living. And so to jump into that bigger facility, it's it's a it's a pretty big commitment, right? Both both financially, but also operationally in terms of manpower and hiring staff and all that. If you're looking at the higher end of the market in terms of size and bed count above 50 beds, you're dealing with much bigger players, right? The Brookdales, the Segoras, like the bigger facilities that are doing 100, 150, 200, 250 beds. It's hard for us to compete against those bigger facilities, right? Yeah. We feel like the 15 to 50 bed is a great range to be in because you're getting a lot of tired landlords, right? The same thing still applies into in this real estate transaction. There's a lot of tired landlords. Maybe there's operational issues. Maybe there needs to be some sort of capital investment back into the facility. So, and you're not dealing, you're not competing with those big players um, in that 
in that size market. Okay, man, you're really onto something. So I know we talked about this before, but I would like to find a way to hold big giant houses. So are, are you looking, are these going to be like apartment type buildings or what, what type of building structures would we be looking for? So first let's start with the zoning. It needs to be multifamily or commercial. Okay. The, right? whole, the whole structure, whatever it is, needs to be multifamily or structure. Uh, yeah. The actual, the actual city zoning on the property needs to be either multifamily or commercial. Um, okay. We are typically looking at single level, right? We're not doing multi-level two floors with elevators we're not doing that sort of thing mm -hmm. it's all single level so think about it if you need to put 16 beds let's say at a minimum of 120 square feet per bed per bedroom mm -hmm. and you're talking about a fairly large size building you know so we're typically looking at an acre roughly plus or minus minimum to to do this side of the size of a of, of a structure on it that's amazing. Are you so are you doing ground up? You're doing like existing and taking them over? Yeah, we're we're not doing any developments. We we're considering it. It's definitely on the radar. Um, but our strategy probably for the next, you know, 24 to 36 months is gonna be acquiring these tired landlord type of situations, doing any capital infusion in terms of uh, bringing the facility up to modern. We're, we're trying to shoot for that modern luxury type of experience, right? Um, that we're playing in the higher end of the market. So if, if the facility needs to be updated and brought to that level, then we'll do that. And then our plan is to operate for several years um, for the lifespan of the fund until we exit it. So what, and this is a great question, I think leads into this one. What type of determines like that high-end luxury type feel is based on people's budgets? And then what can you expect as far as income per bed um, as far as, as a facility? Yeah. So now we're talking about like target market stuff, right? Yeah. Um, so the way that I've, I think about it pretty simple. Like I, I create an avatar in my mind, right? I want to, we, you have to remember we have two different clients, the resident, the actual person living in our facility, but we also have their family, right? Cause that's a big part of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we're typically trying to target people who are ultra luxury, but definitely above middle class. And we're typically charging a pretty high number. And so because we're doing that, we have to really target a, a specific kind of person, right? So we're typically targeting, targeting you know, mom or dad who, who has a son or daughter who is a professional, right? This is the avatar we're building. So imagine uh, Mr. Doctor is driving to the hospital. He's driving home. Hey, he wants to stop by and see mom who's in assisted living, wants to be able to pop in, right? we're doing, there's a few things that we need to unpack. Number one is we're trying to target people who have the means to pay for our services. And it's not like we're just charging high costs for no reason. Like we provide, we believe we provide the best care in the city. Like yeah. if you want, if you're worried about budget, fantastic. But if you want the very best care, this is the place for you. We're typically targeting people who have the means. Where does that come from? It typically comes from a retirement plan, they may have a second house or a first house that they can sell. They typically have pensions. So they have a little bit of means in order to pay for these services. So that also means that we're not going to be way out in the boonies. Like we need yeah. to be somewhere and like right off the freeway, you know, like on the way between the hospital or the law practice and their super nice areas. Cause most doctors and lawyers live in typically really nice neighborhoods. So we want to be somewhere in that corridor between work. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And as far as what price point per bed, cause I've no, I've, I've, uh, I have my wife's she has a great aunt in her seventies and we've been, 
we were looking into elder elder care, different areas, different pricing, and it's just it's become a not necessarily a large topic, but it's really making you like realize what it costs to have those amenities because they are they are and like I said, that if you want somebody nearby and just somebody there because you're still working, you're a professional, like you said, you want to have them close by. You want to have your loved ones close by. Exactly. It, within the senior care assisted living space, there's typically two different pricing structures. There's what's called uh, the a la carte option where you have a base fee and then you add on depending on the amount of care and services that they need. That's one model. The second model is a flat rate. And, you know, that could be broken down into little uh, various ways of doing it, but it could be one flat rate from from when you enter the facility until you leave, or it could be one flat rate depending on a level of care type of system. We can we can unpack all of that, but um, we typically prefer the flat rate because um, with the a la carte, it could, it could seem sometimes, to me, it, it felt sometimes like I was nickeling and diming people. Like, hey, I need this. Hey, we need this. And I, I don't like that. I don't yeah. want money to be the thing that we're always talking about, right? I want to... I want to talk about care and I want to talk about how well your mom is doing or how well your father is doing. Right. And so we, we have (laughs) exact. Yeah. So we went to the, we went to the flat rate model, pretty black and white. Here's the amount of care they need. Here's the flat rate for that. And it made it so that the whole pricing thing was much more clear. Everyone was way happier. And um, as providers, we have to remember that if we're going to charge a flat rate for everyone that comes in, obviously there's people at different, levels of care within that facility. So sometimes we're going to be chart what feels like we're overcharging some people. Like if someone's pretty independent, it might feel like we're overcharging them, but perhaps they, they grow in their chronic condition or acuity and they get sicker or whatever it is. And now they're needing a lot more hands-on care, maybe one-on-one or two caregivers to one person kind of care. And all of a sudden it feels like we're not charging enough, right? Because now I have to pay extra staff and there's extra costs. So we feel like it evens out. At the beginning, it's a bit higher. That's a powerful distinction, man. And, and you mentioned earlier too about you wanted to have like very high quality nutrition. Some people don't even care about that. A bowl of cereal and you're good to go. Like, uh, So I, I like where you're heading with this. I've always been of the mind um, that if I'm paying more, then I think I'm getting something better no matter what, right? Whether whether that's from a, uh, ordering a meal at a restaurant to like fitness equipment, uh, a vehicle. I'm like, if it costs more, it must be better. And I just, I, I've always thought that in my mind. Daniel and myself have learned recently that low dollar customers like that, that pay the minimum, they're your heaviest burden. And then the people that are very happy to pay a premium for excellent service, they don't even th- think twice about the cash. So I like where you're headed. I love the business model. Man. I think it's very, very smart. Yeah. And, you know, there's statistics that are always thrown around, like, you know, 10,000 people. It comes out to something like 10,000 people a day are hitting retirement in America. So there is a lot of opportunity. Is is there a lot of players in on the field? Yes, but there's even with all the players, if they were all running at full capacity, wouldn't even begin to dent the amount of need that's coming up from the baby boomers. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I think it's a beautiful business model. Uh, I spend a lot of time with my parents, and uh, you know, maybe going to appointments, picking them up, dropping them off, taking them to the casino, yeah. taking them to lunch. <laughs> so it is important for me to, to get that time in with them. So yeah, like you said, busy professionals, if they don't have the time to spend with that that elderly parent, then I would want a place where it's like top-notch everything this is my parents we're talking about here so if i can't physically do it myself, yeah give me the best of what you got 
as opposed to like, hey, let's bargain shop. Like sometimes <laughs> whenever uh, my, my, my dad and my mom, they'll be saying something, you know, like having these little mini arguments. I'd be like, you better not. I'm going to put you in the Shady Acres nursing home when you get older. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell them if you get too loud to hit you on the head with a ruler or something. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we believe in our service. I mean, we believe we're, you know, we, we like to call it white glove service. Like we're going to do our best to provide the best. Yeah. I would, like I said, I'd, I'd rather pay more men. So I think what you're offering is amazing and it's smart that you're, you're uh, like you said, even if it's a little bit easier or kind of a lot in the beginning, it ends up being lopsided in your favor towards the end. And that's another thing some people don't think about is it should be long-term care. They already made friends with your staff. They're friends with you. They love it there. They like the environment. They like the facilities. So maybe they should be there for the next four, eight years, right? And instead of moving them from place to place to place because the premiums went up a little bit, you know? Yeah. Our our longest resident has been with us for 12 years. That's amazing, man. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think I told you my mom does home health care and uh, yeah, she sees people for, she'll have them for years until it's time for them to go on to the next place. And people love her. Like as soon as somebody passes, like the next day, the phone's ringing like, hey, do you think you can take care of my mom and i mean she's never been without work and she they just pair whatever she wants like how much are you going to charge and she can say any number 34 38 whatever they just pay it and pay her time and a half on weekends or holidays or whatever she's just like an assassin she can just charge whatever she wants because she's that high in demand yeah she's only the cna so it's not like she has some kind of crazy degree she just really does care she cooks amazing food for them she really does care i think that's probably the thing that makes my mom separates her from everybody else is that like she treats them like family like she literally cooks for them takes them to the store whatever she can do if that was their her mom she literally does it you know she has a, just the biggest heart ever and i think people uh, they know that and they sense that yeah i mean that's that's something i tell all of our res residents when they move in and i tell their families too like hey you're not just coming to live here you're like you're becoming part of our family and we're becoming part of your family now and you guys are going to be here for holidays and we're going to be with you at some of your most difficult times in your life and let's just build that relationship realize that we're here for each other we're going to do our best to support you as much as possible you know because that's what it's about we're, we're here to help people you know we're uh, you know I, i'm a christian and that plays a lot into what i'm doing too like hey i i have a much higher power that i'm answering to like i want to have a clear conscience i love that you said that man and maybe it's a texas thing or a southern thing i don't know but that's something that people avoid in business and i know there's this like this cliche thing like oh if somebody talks about their religion in their business like they're probably trying to sell you something or they're lying and in my mind i think if, if somebody is a christian or a catholic and I, and that's the only thing i know about them i already trust them <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll see what happens afterwards, you know, because the, the people that I do know who claim to be, you know, religious, they're awesome people. I don't see the uh, dogmatic weird thing where you see people saying like, oh, the, all the people from that church are all backstabbers, like not the ones I know. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, let, let's be honest, like humans are going to be humans. Like, yeah, no matter regardless. what your color says, right? And let, let's have let's have grace and chance with each other and be quick to forgive and be happy. So I, have, I have a question about this because he said that he, they, they, they cook. Does that include food? So it includes all room and board, includes food, includes laundry services, includes housekeeping. Oh. Includes wow. help, yeah, help help with ADL activities of daily living. So if you need help in the sh you know dressing, help in the shower, help toileting, help with personal grooming, that sort of thing, it's all hands-on care. Yeah. Okay, and then the other thing on that for excellent service in, in all of those different aspects, all those different areas, that's super important. Yeah, uh, you know, no brainer. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, like it's one of those things where 
it's a it's a little bit hard to uh to juggle and balance which is why we have things like care plans right where we all sit around a table with the family with the the nurse with the doctor if there's one involved with the resident and like hey where are we at how how are you doing let's talk about it you know hey we noticed that you're you're having a hard time getting dressed do you feel like we should be more hands-on so it's not like we're dictating care necessarily it's it's person uh, based care person-centered care so we're encouraging like hey if it takes you two extra minutes to to get your shirt on that's fine spend an extra two minutes because it's good for us to promote your independence but if it gets to the point where it's like hey I, i want help we're here to help don't be afraid to ask if you need it Exactly. And most people, you know, they, they want to, they understand that because they want to be independent and they want to, to extend that independence as long as possible. And we're here to just help whenever you need help and promote your independence. You know, we want you going out to the, your grandson's birthday. We want you to be able to go to Walmart or whatever it is you want to do. But if you need a little bit of help, we're here for you. And let's talk about that. And I have another question too. So the property is looking for, I'm sure they have the commercial kitchen sprinkler system. They got all the works of their commercial, possibly elevators with floors. Not that you're looking for those, but it's got all the works you got. Yeah. You have probably shuttle, shuttle people, uh, the local. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I come in, come by and exactly. take, them take them to the, to the grocery store. So that's, that's amazing. Yeah. That's cool. So uh, let's talk about that because there's a, there's a distinction that most people don't. Yeah. He froze up. And also, I was... okay. You're, you're back. You're back now. You back? Start... So th- there's a distinction um, that at the federal level and at the state level, and it's, it's between 16 and 17 beds. Right. Froze up again. <laughs> hey, Anthony. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. You were talking about the, you were talking about the distinction that distinction that falls between the fifteen or sixteen and seventeen beds. We could also edit this out. We could crop out the part where it got goofy. Yeah, Let me uh something's updating. Let me just pause everything. Yeah, don't worry, realize. we can just snip this right out like it never happened. So at the federal level and at the state level, typically there's a distinction between sixteen and seventeen beds, right? Seventeen beds and above is typically seen with more of a commercial eye. And there's things that play into that. So there's things like you need to have a triple sink. You need to have a much, much more robust fire hood over the the cooktop. Um, You need to have janitor's closets with like little sinks in them and all that stuff, right? 16 beds and below is typically residential, exposed to as many rules and regulations as you are on that 17 bed. So we're really trying to hit that 16 bed mark helps helps us fall under uh, the residential side of licensing and contracts, but it also is almost an ideal ratio of caregivers um, to provide awesome care because we're providing care, right? We're, I hope you guys are like hearing my heart. Like our goal is care, right? We want to help. We want to provide that service, but we also need to operate a business. We have to make sure we're making good margins. We want to make sure everyone's happy. Investors are happy. And so our, like in most businesses, our top line item of expenses. And so we have to make sure that we're balancing that payroll, uh, that resident to caregiver ratio in order to, to make as good a margins as possible and still provide that good quality care. I think you can always provide a better service if you have a, a, better priced product. Like I said, so Daniel and myself, 
we weren't able to reach acceleration until we started charging more for everything and, and considerably more because now we can afford more assistance. We can afford more personnel. We can afford to put more time into things that we didn't have to. You got to kind of touch and go if the if the dollars are too slim. So I still respect the business model. Yeah, I don't think that's a negative at all that, that, uh, that you're charging that premium. I, I think that anybody that is, like you said, if they're a working class or a business class person, they want to make sure that mom and dad have the very best care. And I think that's what you're offering. So yeah, I think, I think having a premium pricing is, is the only way to go in this business because then you don't have to cut any corners. That's cool, man. So um, I, I think we, we touched on this. We touched on the, on your fund. Congratulations on that, man. Um, yeah, maybe we can get some synergy going there. We're putting our own fund together for a land development. So I could see us working together in some regard because I am interested in your space. Um, I have friends in your space. All right, Ben now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we should all go get lunch with Ben, man. Ben, he's just that really sweet, cool guy. I love that guy. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for watching this YouTube video. We hope you found value. Please like, subscribe, and hit the bell. Watch more videos just like this one.